This is the Greenhouse Podcast. I'm Steve Perkins, the founder of Greenhouse and a career leadership coach. We help people figure out what's next and focus on what matters most. And today, Sunday is talking to Greenhouse coach Dana Lynn about getting ahead of stress and overwhelm. Thanks, Steve. Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm so excited to, to, to do this with you, Dana. I've never interviewed you before on a podcast, correct? Yes, this is our first time. I'm excited. Yeah. So could you just tell people really quick where you're sitting compared to where you're sitting in Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> while it is snowing? I am sitting in sunny California, and I happen to be in an office in Beverly Hills today. So. <sighs> And so we just hang lovely, out. Yeah. lovely. You're welcome <laughs> to join me anytime. I know. I'd love to. I'd love to. And I just have to call out. I know, listeners, you can't see, but we can see her, and she's just wearing pink, and it just feels like what? <laughs> I'm not wearing pink very often. So uh, really, what's Dana's Steve? kind of filling in the gap. Isn't it one of your colors? It's <laughs> a good color. To, yeah. All right. Color. Well. Well, I think this is an interesting topic. And of course, right away when I saw the notes ahead of time where I was like, oh, we're talking about stress. I'm like, hmm, I've never felt that way before. <laughs> <laughs> Not Sunday. <laughs> no, I have 100% felt stressed. And I just wanted to tell you the first thought that came to my mind. Okay. The first thought that came to my mind was, I often feel like I can't do anything about it. Like right. I, well, fine, you're stressed. Push through, girl. It's like I just barrel through stress. That's oh. often what I do. And so I was excited when the topic was a little about, well, actually, let me ask you, is are we focusing at all today on like being able to do something about it? Because sometimes I feel like, okay, we yes. call it our stress. Is there anything we can do? Abs- absolutely. Well, well, here's the thing, you know, for short stints, short-term emergencies, you absolutely can and should push through. That's what your body is designed to do. It's designed to push through during emergency flight or flight situations. Mm -hmm. But prolonged, sustained flight or flight will break you down. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to focus on how do we get ahead of this before it burns us out, before it breaks us down. And if we are there, how can we start to climb out of it? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Ah, yeah. See, there's a difference. I like the way you called that out. And Steve, by the way, is still here. I, d- I don't want you to think like it's just between Dana and I. You're, you're welcome to chime in anytime here. Steve has no stress. <laughs> I'm just interviewing Dana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'd love for you to just like, you obviously picked this for a reason. So like, what's the key problem? Like, how would you define to me like what the problem is? Well, the, the thing is, it's January. <laughs> and already what I'm hearing is we're all inundated with responsibilities, expectations. We've been hanging on and forging ahead despite the pandemic. And honestly, by now, after what, it's been almost two years, we're all mm-hmm. a little bit burned out either way, right? Mm-hmm. We're just not ready for another year of all of this. So whatever break we enjoyed last month over the holidays, mm-hmm. we're already, you know, we've forgotten it and we need another <laughs> vacation again. I know for a lot of us at Greenhouse, we had a hard time starting even, right? The first oh, of January. yeah. So, I thought yeah. just on that note, it was a really interesting time for us to all come back together. Uh, collectively, we all felt a little demotivated. Yeah. Usually after our Christmas break, we're like, let's hit it. Yeah. I think we all felt a little bit of like, oh God, like yeah. getting back in the groove. There was some definite stress for me that took place over the break. So I actually didn't feel very rested and I wanted to, but right. I, I didn't. But Steve, you felt that way a little bit too. I know. And I, I think to your point earlier, Dane, about sustained stress in fight or flight, there's a, there's a weird thing going on right now, which is we don't have as much predictability of what's coming next as right. we might normally in life. So so I, I've noticed there's a sense in myself and others of 
that stress is is kind of floating there and you don't know well well what's going to happen next it, right. it adds a different flavor to it mm-hmm. yeah i was actually coaching someone recently and i could see them on video and a kid came in and interrupted and you could just see the little like the look of like oh like this had happened one too many times right she was really right. trying to focus and basically when she unmuted and got the kid out and settled again, her eyes filled up with tears. And she just said, I'm so tired of not knowing when they're going back to anything. It's like yep. they called it again, they canceled it again. Yep. And I, I cannot handle the level of unpredictability anymore. And she just had a moment of true tears. So I, I there's a lot of obvious reasons that people you know, feel stressed. Kids at home, Yep. I th- I'm, Adam Grant's focus a lot on the word languishing. I, uh, that's yes. been a very used word right now, which I feel like means no progress or success. They're just continually right. feeling like no progress or success. And um, I just thought I'd ask you like in your coaching sessions, because you coach a ton of people, what are you feeling like are the top stressors that are coming up? Yeah, I, I think you called it Sunday. I think since the pandemic, children and people that we have to take care of more than ever has just been an added stress. And of course, that comes with financial issues as well, right? Financial stress. Mm-hmm. But, but some of the other top stressors that I'm really seeing the last year is work, major work change. We, we talk a lot about the great resignation or the great reshuffle or the great reset. It's all happening and it's happening everywhere, right? And yeah. even if it's not you, it's someone mm-hmm. you know, someone in your household who's lost a job, switching jobs mm-hmm. or wanting to quit, Right. Mm-hmm. And or or you've just moved for a job and everything's just really overwhelming. That's one. Ugh. The next mm-hmm. big one is health, your mm-hmm. own physical mental health mm-hmm. or someone you care for. So it could be a child, a parent, a partner. We're hearing a lot of that. A client I just got off the phone with this morning, he just had to put his mom into a home. And that just, you know, it prevented him from really moving forward with some of the promotions he was looking at last year Ugh. because of that. So that's a big one. And then another one that's really big is either death of a loved one or divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, any major change in your relationship status, even pregnancy and birth, those Ugh. are really huge. Yeah, those are big ones. As you were talking, another one, we both have older children, you and I. Right. So two Yay. other ones that came to my mind. Yay for us, right? You need a new term for that, by the way. If anyone out there has ideas. Oh, what do you, what do you well, think? Well, you always say like, oh, oh you're kids and they're 33 yeah, or something. Yeah. That's weird. Does They've that not weird. count, Steve? Does it Does count? say, oh, you're adults or yeah. I don't know. But I'm still my dad's kid. Right. Yes. I, I just think I, we need a new term I for it. I feel a little good about that. So there's a certain point at which you actually want to be the kid again. We just need it for the in in between. Yeah, right, right. They don't want to be your kid until they're like 29, right? And then maybe they're like, I'm your kid. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Uh, Two that came to my mind was not just uh, physical health, but sometimes mental health. That's Mm -hmm. been a, and a lot of the kids in the 18, 19, 20 year olds tagging onto that have had a lot of stress because the expectations of what they thought college would look like has Absolutely. not happened. And right. that is so depressing to someone who keeps thinking that it's going to look one way and then it's not. So I just right. wanted to throw that one out as, right. as well. So it does affect us very much. So really, I just, when you talked about the short and the long term, I love that you called that out. So what are some of the things you can do um, to press 
through the longer ones. Like if I have a kid who's going to live with me for an entire year and I was not expecting that Mm -hmm. and I am not happy about it, I'm struggling with it. How do you push through some of those longer term stresses? Right. That's a really great question. A lot of times when we think about the mountain that we have to move, you know, we get overwhelmed or want to procrastinate and and actually, what we need to do is break them down into smaller, simple steps. And I know Steve mm. loved talking about, you know, what's the one simple thing, right? So, yeah. you know, I actually want to share a story about a client really quickly, and then we sure. can dive into some of the steps that he went, went, went through. Well, I had a client last year. He had been in sales for almost 20 years, was really successful most of his career. But to get there, he was always on, right? Mm. Worked really, really hard for it. And the last year, it just all kind of came to a halt. You know, a couple of his kids caught COVID and then he got COVID and, and work was, you know, people were just revolving door quitting, new hires and all that. And by the end of the year, his mom got sick with COVID. And when she recovered, she had to move him in. So through all this, his relationship suffered, right? He became short-tempered, cranky, both at home with the kids, at work, gained weight, (laughs) developed unhealthy habits, poor diet, stopped exercising. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by the time he got the mom home with him, everything was strained. And he was just (sighs) like, how do I deal with all this, right? And at the end of the day, you can do something about it. You mm-hmm. know, first and foremost, when it comes to stress, you really have to look at the common denominator. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, what's going on? That's not easy at- to do. That's it's not, not easy. It's yeah. not. You know, you got to look at work. Is it your boss? Is it your child? Your spouse? Oh, it's definitely my boss. <laughs> Is it traffic? Is it what you eat? <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. the, but the thing is, the common denominator that I see in everyone and in working mm-hmm. with this client, the common denominator for him as well, what's making him stressed out every single day? Well, the, here's a hint. The common denominator in every case, it'll always be you. Mm-hmm. You're the common denominator. Now, I don't say that to be hard on anyone or to make you feel bad. It's really to encourage you to have a mindset shift. You know, if you can adapt the mindset that, you know what, you have control. You have more control than you think. You can make space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's like a little bit of a pause moment sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear that the yeah. common denominator is is you, you always want to point fingers at everyone else yes. and say, it's my mom, it's the yep. food. <laughs> it's the, you know, but it's really hard sure. to just pause and look at yourself and say, okay, where, where can I make change? And I know you have three practical steps that you're going to walk yep. us through that are, that I love. But before you do, I do, I do recall always feeling like whenever I am overwhelmed, definitely saying, and this is about the you, Right. What can I control? And whenever I right. think about what I can control, I definitely start to get a little bit, um, I breathe a little bit easier. Oh, I love that. <sighs> because I just feel like there's so many things I can't, so, but I can control right. me. I actually had a friend right. one time that was going through a divorce and she had gained a ton of weight. 
It was, she didn't want the divorce, by the way. So it was like mm. coming at her and she didn't want it. She was so sad and depressed. Well, that, guess what? Yeah. That girl got in the best shape of her life because she said to me these exact words, well, I can't control this one, but I can control my health. So I I'm going to, she got in shape because she felt like she could control one aspect of her life because she right. felt as though that one she couldn't control. I thought that it really stood out to that. me in that moment. This was years ago before we were really talking all about this, you know? Right, right. You know, Anyways. I, I love that because the biggest issue with stress, any kind of stress, mm -hmm. is that you don't believe you have the room to maneuver, right? Yeah. You feel you're pressed against the corner, stuck between a rock and a hard place. And the, the number one thing is know that you can make space right now. You're not stuck. You actually, you have the authority, you have the power to make that space for yourself. And I love that your friend friend did that. You know, It was great. Was it, was, it helped her get through. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you don't have the outside forces that are that are hurting you either so we want to point the finger and blame mm -hmm. and right. it doesn't mean that focusing on our part of it means that others aren't right y you know there's that still might be a reality it's just uh, what i hear you saying is more of the mindset shift of right. yeah but but first look at yourself instead of just pointing fingers and right. and getting caught up in that cycle of blame right. Mm -hmm. I love that you say you say cycle because it is a cycle. You, you know, it's you, you just it takes guts to just jump off that that merry-go-round, right? And a lot of times people want solutions and they want to jump into the steps right away. But no, let's let's first think about just a split second. Let's think about this. Change mm -hmm. that mindset. Yeah. And just think about okay, I can I can do this. You know. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I I know that you specifically talk to people about three really practical things to do to make space. So I'll, that, what's the, what's the first one? Right. Well, I actually call them practices because it's mm. not something you do once. It's practices. like exercise. It's, it's gotta be regular. Um, the number one thing is identify your stressors, you know, identify what are the areas, what is adding what is causing stress in your life? You know, so areas such as other people. Mm. It could be your physical environment, your office, your home, your car. My daughter's car stresses me out, to be honest. <laughs> I get it. Don't I've go had a there. kid's I've had a kid's car stress me out <laughs> yes. too. Yeah. yeah, I got it. Yeah. It could be work. It could be the work culture situations. It could be your own bad habits, right? Uh, you, you know, people can't see me, but I'm holding, holding up my Starbucks venti. That's my bad habit, all that sugar, mm -hmm. you know? So, so all these things, they can trigger you, they can wear you down, they can really drain you of your energy. So when you identify them, make a list, physically mm -hmm. write it down. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is, first of all, just how much clarity you can get from writing things down. You know, right. Steve, you and I talk so many times to clients, so do you, Dana, where they'll be like, blah, 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 or even about like job ideas. I got this, I got that. Right. And I'm like, have you ever just written them down? And they're like, no, like they didn't think yeah. to just, because the minute you get it out of your head, you already feel like you can do something about it. But when it's in your head, also for me, it feels enormous. Like, yes. it, and, and I actually laugh at myself. My husband totally laughs at this one with me because I might wake up on a Saturday morning. So this is just an example of it, even though it's nothing compared to the stressors we're talking about. This is the example of a list. He'll say, 
I'll be like, oh, on a Saturday morning, I have so much to do today. I am not sure how to get it all done. I might feel this sense of like, oh my God. Oh, and he'll be like, well, what are they? And I'm like, I don't know everything. Do you see? Right now there's and, three things. And then I write them out and I'm like, what the heck was the problem? There's two and a half, there's like two and a half, two and a half items things. on this list. And, but, <laughs> Um, and then I'll show it to him and I'm like, I am so sorry. There, I, I can probably have this done in two hours. He's all hesitating to like point it out. He doesn't want to be a jerk. He's like, um, I, I kinda, there's three, there's three, there's three bullets. Only three. Three. Like the way I was describing it made it sound like there was 25. Yeah. Right. But it was only because it was floating in there. It was just floating yeah. in that head of mine. And the minute I got it out, I had clarity for my Saturday. So. Wow. It's a small example yeah. of what I feel like what you're saying yeah. is I love identify that. it. So or you're just saying the list about. actually gives a clarity that, yeah, there might be 25 things, but there's a theme across mm. all of them. Mm. That's right. actually one thing so to change. Like I was, Very as true. you were talking, Dana, yeah. I was thinking about um, a past, a past job where the stressor that triggered me then for the rest of the day was like, the fact that there was a meeting at 8 a.m. every morning. Uh, <laughs> I never do yeah. that anymore because no. that would Thank just you. I love the it. wrong I course. love it. I know. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I think about other stressors on my list, it's a similar, there's actually a, a theme around like high expectations, like, pre, you know, pressure right. of expectations before I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And for me, mm-hmm. you know, I just need time to think before getting into situations. So probably 10 of the 25 things have to do with oh, a situation yeah. where there's pressure, but I don't have time to think ahead mm-hmm. of time. Right. That's really great call out. And I like that you also 100%. did call out that there could be 25 things, but just right. even that writing them out and then finding the themes. There's freedom oh, I in that. that. Yeah. You know, the list, as you say, can totally sometimes relax you, ease things mm-hmm. up, help you see that it's not that big of a deal or help you reorganize, mm-hmm. like Steve says. Yeah. But a list, sometimes writing it down can also serve as a wake-up call. Okay. You know, I had another client last year that had a massive, massive heart attack. And they called it the widow maker. Oh, and that one. it, it mm-hmm. was caused by so many different stressors in his life that went ignored. Mm-hmm. And it resulted in a, you know, heart attack. And after his triple bypass, after the doctor released him and gave him medication and put him on a diet, he says the number one thing you can do for yourself is decrease and manage your stress. So, so I look at it as, you know, had this person done his list first, you know, he didn't, he didn't come find me until after his heart attack, but, but had, but you know, better a wake up call, right? Make a list, better a wake up call than having to rush to the ER like my client did and learn the hard way. So Uh, let me add something else there, Dana, you just Mm -hmm. brought this to light that there are people who are highly aware of their stress. And then right. maybe like this person, I know right. I am like this, where I'm not very aware of my stress. And I, I'm, I am similar where it shows up more physically. And so the list can help me become more aware of something that's there that I'm actually not aware of. And Absolutely. I've experienced this recently in a few different ways of actually having light bulb moments of, whoa, oh, that was there. I didn't even know that was there. So right. it's having an impact maybe right. um, you know, in the background Right. I think that could be a, another. So that makes me think is sometimes it could, if you're really struggling, I'm sorry, we're lingering on the list, but it's a kind of an important one, but <laughs> it is. Um, that you sometimes need someone else to help you make the list because yeah. right? you might not be as aware of right. yourself as you think you just right. know something's off. Yeah. But anyways, that's the, yeah. a lot of times people there. say think stress is something where you feel and it is, you know, mm-hmm. but look, at, I always say, look at the results of your life. 
Mm -hmm. Are are people noticing? Is the people closest to you saying, hey, Steve, you've been cranky lately. What's going on? And and the physical results as well. If you all of a sudden gain 20 pounds in a short amount of time, there's something going on there. Maybe physical, get it checked out by a doctor, right? But Mm -hmm. also maybe just stress and some habits. Sure. So uh, then what's next after... Uh, you do that step. What, what do you, what's the next one? Well, Steve actually touched upon it because he once did. you've made the list, <laughs> once you've made the list, you want to step back and look at it. Number two is uh, to simplify. Okay. Simplifying what's causing your stress. And how you do that is by really digging into the list that you just wrote down. And you want to ask yourself, well, what, when, where, and how do I allow this? So that's the question you want to ask yourself. How when, where, what am I allowing? You know, really break it down. An example is, let's say you notice an annoying neighbor is always coming over asking you for favors at the worst time. Like, hey, I'm stepping out for a minute. Can you watch my cat? Even though I see you're sitting down to dinner. Won't take long. <laughs> but they do this every other day and it just frustrates you and you, you know. Well, when does it happen? When does that neighbor do it? And how do you let it happen? What's the habit What are you doing regularly that you notice that's perpetuating or encouraging the situation? Mm. So then you want to write that down. You know, you want to look for the habits Mm. that are causing or perpetuating or encouraging your stress. Mm -hmm. What strikes me about this one is just, it it really is, uh, all three of your steps, it really is about self-awareness. Right. And... And something that's come to light, I think there's some studies happening on this now in the pandemic is, wow, we've built this culture that was this nonstop engine and all these stressors that we were actually too busy to even notice they're there. Yeah. (laughs) And so the self-awareness piece, I mean, it almost seems too simple, right? Write a list, simplify the cause. It does. But we never took the time to do that because we're running so fast. So part of it is just taking the moment to Mm -hmm. to do some Mm self-awareness, um, it's not difficult. It's mm-hmm. just what you're saying right now is maybe something I've never thought to do before. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's hard to, to stop to do this. And that's one of the steps is just stop. Stop pushing so hard through right. and first make the list and then simplify. Right. The, when the first example that comes to my mind that's just an, an, a visual that was a habit that our family had that was causing me stress that once I wrote it out, I was able to help change was dinner time. I, my husband was trying, he loves to cook most of the time, but I cook too, but he always feels like it has to be amazing every night. Ooh, lucky you. I hate it, hate it, hate it. You think that's lucky, except it means a long process when you walk in the door and then the cleanup process. So it feels like two hours Uh, of your night is around dinner and I just came home from work and I actually just want to go sit on the couch and watch nights. Right. Sometimes <laughs> it's great, but dishes. when it's every day, <laughs> yeah. it starts like, to become I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And I, yeah. and then I feel guilty. It's not like I, I, he's just in the kitchen by himself doing this all alone. I'm I'm like mm-hmm. a part, I'm not going to be the wife that's like, I'm going to go watch Seinfeld on the couch while you, you get it. Like, I, I always felt like. step three though, actually. <laughs> right, right. The note, the go ahead and set. put up your feet, Sundina. <laughs> put your feet up. Right? Step three, Seinfeld. Maybe sometimes I did, but I, I, but I, it felt like it was pulling me into it. I felt like, God, every night I was coming home kind of dreading this process because mm. it felt too belabor. It was too... So I talked to him about it. I, I recognized that that was it. And we've just made two shifts that have really helped. One is 
Some nights, a frozen meal is fine. A sandwich is fine. Please make wow. simple, simple nights. I don't need a three-course meal. Some nights, just let me walk in the door and say, everybody want a sandwich? Then it's over. It's like <laughs> freaking it. over. And I, it's like I he didn't it. even know I was experiencing that, though. So just simplifying that process. And then the other one was like most people do menu planning for the month. And really yeah. it's not a different menu every week. We tend to do the same four things for the whole month. Nice. Woo-hoo, I'd love I it. Love I'm that. like freedom, freedom, freedom. Yeah. Well, there. especially your word, Dana, on step two is simplify. And I right. like how this example is not adding to do's because right. right. it's always like, oh, okay, I got to right. manage, manage my stress. Right. Manage my stress yeah. means 10 new things yeah. I got to right. do every day, <laughs> every morning in my routine. Yes. And it's like, no, you're actually taking things out. Yeah, we took things Absolutely. out. And then we also were like the same, do the same four things that work right now at the season of life. So just stop it. <laughs> and I was I like, done. Love that. It's, it's yeah. awesome. Is you, know, you basically noticed the habits that yeah, was preventing that was the- you from experience kind of that relaxation. Right? Yes. That, you know, after work and, and you noticed it, you talked about it, and then you adopted a new habit. Because right. what it could have been yeah. is just, I'm stressed every time we eat. I'm stressed yeah. every time we eat. And it just stayed right there. And that's that's and that's and not changing yeah. anything. So, yeah. Well, and here's that. the thing. What I also liked is you, you picked one habit. Mm-hmm. And that's uh-huh. what I encourage. When you get to the simplify, like you, let's say you've made a long list. Okay. Right. One way you, you could get overwhelmed. You know, some people are like, oh, my gosh, I have like 10 things on my list. That's constantly stressing me out. Well, you yeah. don't have to tackle all 10 all at once. What? You know, just pick one. Just pick <laughs> yeah. one. And how right. long did that take, really? A conversation? No, it was a conversation. Yeah, right. and let me, let yeah. me simplify right. it even further. <laughs> then on that night, he comes over to my house and cooks for me. <laughs> You're happy, he's happy. Boom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so, and not, not, not just pick one habit. I would say pick the easiest one. Great. Pick oh, the easiest one to tackle, accomplish yeah. that, and then move on to the next one. You know? Yeah. So awesome. What's the next one? Oh, we're ready for the next one. Yeah. See? We're go moving along right away. Uh, okay. So number three, it's to clarify, you know? So what I mean by that mm-hmm. is once you've done the list and you start to simplify, okay. imagine that all those stressors on your list are completely removed from your life. Or at least okay. 99%, because I know we have some negative people, right? Like, oh, it could never be 100% removed. Let's just say it's mostly removed from your life. I want you to clarify how your life would look like then without those major regular stressors. Mm. And obviously there's some things that can't go away. So it's not like this right. guy's mom can't move in. Got it? Right. Right. It's not right. that. It's but... But what habits around there do you need? Do you, I, I get what you're saying. It's right. like that. What does it look like with her living there that is less stressful? Is that yes. right? Absolutely. Right, okay. Absolutely. Because it's not about you finding the answer right now. It's about you looking beyond that. Mm-hmm. Let's say, yeah, the, the, the pressure, the expectations mm-hmm. is removed. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Do you feel like you, you're breathing in more space? Take that in for a little bit. Hmm. You know. So, so even envisioning it is what you're saying. Like envision what that looks like. Is that right? Well, uh-huh. clarify, you know, using the word envisioning is totally okay. But I okay. want to caution people that because a lot of times when people say vision or envisioning, they're thinking fantasy. 
Okay. And we're not sure. thinking fantasy. We're thinking, we're how reality. do we make this a reality? Because we want this, we want to live this for real. So how do we make this a reality? Mm. So clean it up, clarify. Because a lot of people mm. say, I just, you know, like you said, Sunday, like, I can't imagine my mom not moving in. Well, you're focusing on the negative. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> right. But I like what you said, like, okay, mom moved in, but it's working out. How does that working yeah. out look? Hmm. Yeah. When yeah. you've had people do this step, do you have them just think about it or write it down? They or write it? it out. So they jot down a few notes during our session. And I usually assign them time on the weekend. You know, take mm-hmm. yourself out on a date. I, I love assigning self-dates. Take yourself out yeah. on a date. If you have kids and you're busy, can you give yourself 60 minutes? 60 mm-hmm. minutes, go to a park, favorite bench, favorite coffee shop. I know, Stephen Sunday, you guys love coffee shops. Me too. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself some uninterrupted time where you're just sitting with your thoughts and you're writing down. And and here's another thing, too. If you find yourself judging or being negative or saying, I should, I should want this, I should do this, stop, pause, take a breath, let those go, let those expectations go, and then go back to your center and say, okay, what what do I really want here? What's really possible here? You know? I actually think that's such a important part of it is taking yourself to a setting where it's actually going to be enjoyable or where you feel like you can take that pause and Mm -hmm. think and actually enjoy the time versus it feeling like homework. Right. That's, that's going to do so much for the mindset you're talking about. It really is amazing how a small clarifying step though can change so much so much. We were about to have, we, we have had parents with us, live with us a few times, but one particular time, one, see, it's around dinner again. I have an issue. You got dinner issues. I got dinner issues. I've identified the I, stressors for Sunday. <laughs> it's just dinner. Don't have dinner. Take dinner off Don't the table. Take dinner off. <laughs> if I didn't have a family, I probably, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, um, I, we did one small thing, like before the parent moved in, we said things like, we're going to have, we're you over, over for dinner these three nights of the week. The other ones, the person, she stayed where her space was so that we felt like we also had dinner time to ourselves as a family, like someone coming over for dinner. And guess what? It wasn't offensive at all. It was clarifying to both. Like she was feeling like maybe, am I going to step on toes all the time? Am I going to be intrusive? Am I going to, and in fact, because we were clarifying on that, it, de-stressed her and me. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. It yeah. also goes back to your point of what can I control? Yeah. That right. of course right. you might also have stress in your life because of mm-hmm. a terrible job. Well, yeah. that you can't just walk in tomorrow and fix that maybe necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but these are things that you can tweak yep. right in the moment. And I, I think it. you're right that I always used to hear advice like this episode and think, okay, mm-hmm. cool. That, that seems a little floofy to me, you know, whatever. Floofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're right, Sunday, that if you actually just even take 10 minutes and mm-hmm. try one of these exercises, mm-hmm. I mean, I dare you, like you'll be right. shocked. I have multiple times when I've done these mm-hmm. kinds of things, been shocked with the difference it made mm-hmm. or the amount of awareness I gained when I thought, oh, that's... Okay, cool. Cool little exercise, but mm-hmm. but didn't right. actually do it. And before we close, because I, I have one last question for you. It also reminds me that when you clarify, 
what the maybe the needs to be eliminated or the stress or whatever, you might not get it right the first time. Oh, 100%. You might have yeah. to revisit the conversation with the family right. again and say, that idea was, it's not working. In Let's try case, again. In that case, call Dana. <laughs> yeah. That was all Dana's idea. <laughs> that one was Dana's fault. Right. It's on her. You can book a coaching session with her, <laughs> yeah. not, not me. <laughs> yeah. No, so I think it's a, to yeah. keep the door open because it doesn't always, right. the first idea doesn't always right. work, right? It's, it's a great call out because, you know, if if we had all the answers, we every we would have the answers and we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Mm-hmm. We we don't. And it's that's why I call it a practice. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the exact prescription. It's not the solution. It's a practice, a regular practice that you want to commit to mm-hmm. adopting, identifying, mm-hmm. clarifying, simplifying, and then clarifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Steve, you talk about rhythms all the time. It's kind of your passion, <laughs> yes. productivity, and calendar blocking. Your family actually that. complained to me recently. <laughs> the word rhythms is being used too uh, much around too our house. times it's, in our family. Yeah. Where is that coming from? <laughs> Somebody said, yeah. that one's on Steve. I, I said, that one's actually on Jacqueline. Yeah. Jacqueline. Uh, I yes. didn't know that, by the way. So that she was wouldn't a new even uh-huh remember. for me. Oh my <laughs> now it's something we use all the time. It's I as you're saying that there are many things that we put on our calendars as rhythms, like what's most important to us next week or a deep work block or things like that. This almost makes me feel like it would be a helpful thing to just add on my calendar every once in a while, just like because you're talking about um, getting ahead of stress, right? And so it makes me feel like every once in a while I should put on my calendar. I hate to say it sounds so weird about stress, but like just, is there a one hour place every two months that you're just evaluating? Is there anything you need to make space for? Is there any need to simplify? Is there anything you need to clarify so that the stressors don't become so enormous that now I don't even know where to begin? That's a, that's an aha I'm having in hearing talking to you. I love that. I love that. And I I actually really like the word rhythm because it's appropriate. You know, I want each person to trust themselves, trust that they know themselves so that they know what kind of rhythm. For some Mm -hmm. folks, they need a once a week Mm check-in, some once a quarter, some once a month. So so you prescribe to yourself the practice, try it Mm -hmm. out. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, you can adjust, rinse and repeat. I like that. Well, I wanted to end with this. This was so insightful. And thank you so much for taking time to share this with us, but we have a lot of people who feel like they can't remember everything we've said. What? Can (laughs) you believe that? I don't know what the problem is there. So I wanted to ask you if they couldn't remember, if they were just, you just said, what's one thing, if you bottom lined it for me, Dana, what would you say is kind of a bottom line thing for me to do around uh, getting ahead of my stress? Really, really great question. I think at the end of the day, don't take your stress too seriously in terms of just like, ah, I got to fix it today, right? Give yourself a break and then just look for one thing to take off your plate. Just just pick one thing. It could be a small thing. It could be simple. You know, I'm going to start telling my neighbor, no, I'm not going to watch your annoying cat anymore. (laughs) Or it could be, no, I'm going to stop going to that vending machine at work every day. One so thing. pick one tiny thing that you know you can accomplish, you know, start from there. Perfect. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. 